They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in the gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. As we watched the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we noticed that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees, and this is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. My co-host, as always, is Sugar Shane. What's up, man? Doing good, brother. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be talking to the people. I just enjoy doing it. I'm sorry I had to miss Thursday, but we had some personal things going on, but glad to be back. Awesome, awesome, and as always, if you're a, a fan of the podcast, you know that Jack Casey sits in with us very often. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing all right. Uh, listening to the my girlfriend's hamsters run on the wheel in the other room oh. right now. Oh, really? I shut the, I shut the door, <laughs> so hopefully it doesn't uh, it doesn't get to the sound because it's loud. This time, but, uh, oh, yeah, okay. this time they're uh, they're little black they're black and white panda bear hamsters, and uh, one's name is Oreo, and the other one has part of his ear bitten off. So I named him uh, Evander Holyfield. <laughs> Oh wow, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I wasn't yeah. going to name the other one Mike Tyson, but uh, we don't know whether or not Corio uh, bit him or not. So yeah. it would be kind of inaccurate, you know. <laughs> that's like, funny. It sounds like it when they're making that racket. You start to wonder, what in the hell would a yeah. hamster taste like? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Well, I've eaten a squirrel before. It tastes like popcorn. Popcorn. I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to try it, but yeah, okay. No, they really do. They taste like greasy dark meat, like chicken with popcorn flavoring. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my neighbor across the street uh, shot one one time and, you know, wanted to see what it tasted like, so he gutted it and cooked it. And I tried it. Uh, we never did it again, though, because I found out later on the internet they carry parasites. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, yeah. That I believe. Sure. It actually, it uh, wasn't bad. I know it sounds weird, or weird, but it really wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if you're new to the uh, to the podcast, first time listening to us, just to let you know, we are on live twice a week. That's Monday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio, and we are the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth on Spreaker. If you have the Spreaker app, it is free. Uh, you know, feel free to download that. That's a real stable way to listen to the show. We are also on iTunes, all of those places, the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth podcast. And uh, Shane, you had mentioned, um, uh, you know, not being on the show, and that prior to that, we had our New Year's Eve special. Yes. And I totally got screwed on that, man. I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I hated it, man. It was real windy that night, and where I live, and it was not just where where I'm at, but all places all over Northeast Ohio, there's certain areas lost power due to the wind. Oh, and I'm dude, telling, we walked outside that night, and the wind almost blew Quinn away. Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. And uh, so, anyway, um, uh, you know, I, I was much. out. So we sat in the. My wife and I sat in the candlelight. Hmm. And listen to you guys talk. Sweet. I'm glad you <laughs> enjoyed it. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we sat there in the candlelight. That was our, uh, and we had a little champagne there. We drank it at midnight. And, uh, yeah, and and the cats were with us, of course. Dexter was in the dark listening to the podcast. So cool. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. And just uh, while we're, while we're uh, on the subject, I, I just wanted to say to you, Shane, uh, we're going on our third year now. Yeah. You and I doing this podcast. And uh, I, I, not, not to tutor on horn or anything, but I think it's really been uh, a, a good because you have your own endeavors. I have my own endeavors. We're all we're both very supportive of what each other does. And right. we, we've stayed we've stayed true to this program. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, the um, the consistency has. Yeah, has been very high. So I want to thank you for that, and um, it, it's 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 a fun thing to do, and not only that, it, it does help your skills. I mean, you, yeah. you, for me anyway, yeah, it, it does. The more you do it, it's just like anything else. Well, yeah, it's just like practice I, makes perfect, you know. So, I mean, yeah. yeah I noticed when I did sales, um, you know, if, if, if I was off the floor for a few days and then I had to talk to a customer, I, I you do get rusty. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, you, you, you do. So um, I also want to shout out, I know we have at least – Two listeners tonight. <laughs> yeah. And actually, our our analytics are very good. And, and maybe the next on, on Thursday, you can run through some of those. Uh, uh, the amount of downloads and listens we have is very impressive. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, my I wife. Wanna, I want to thank all of them, too. Everybody that listened to Oh, absolutely. Last year, every, every single one of them, sure. Thank you all. Because, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't have anybody that listened. So thank you all. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great. I, I, I just got a text. I don't know if you heard that or not. My, my wife, Brenda, she's out of town and she's with her best friend. Her name is Vanetta. Okay. And uh, they're they're clear out in Arizona tonight. And uh, Brenda's helping her do some stuff. They don't have TV or anything because, you know, Vanetta has just recently uh, got a new place and stuff. Okay. And but but they're listening to the podcast. Oh, so sweet. I just want. Yeah, well, I wanted I'm, to say hi to them. Well, I want to say, Brenda, you know how it is. But, Vanetta, please excuse anything I may say, because I'm not responsible for whatever may flow from my lips. Thank yeah, you. he yeah. does say a lot of stupid crap, so please, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm a please, hillbilly, you know. Just man. ignore him. <laughs> yeah, and, and and actually, it fits good, because I'm usually like like a, like a comedy duo. I'm the straight guy, and, and uh, uh, Sugar Shane, he's the color commentator. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it works out well. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a couple of pet, fee, pet peeves. I, I don't know if this if everybody's going to relate to these things, but <clears throat> I don't know if you guys uh, belong to a, like a group on Facebook or something similar, uh, where, where you're you have you belong to a message board. It's a it's a group of people that you know. There's a little message board there, and, and you post things like uh, you know I can't make it to the meeting or. Uh, you know, some something's going on. We're having this uh, Chamber of Commerce meeting Monday night. Anybody wants to come out, blah, blah, blah. You know, that type of stuff. Right. And, and that's what they are for. Okay. And what I don't understand is why people post their crap in there. <laughs> okay. I, I, I understand if you're a podcaster, you're going to put your podcast. You, you, uh, you're uh, making videos, you're going to put your video there. You're a blogger, you're going to put but, – but just imagine, you get, you get like 50 or 100 people blo- uh, belonging to these things, and if everybody yeah. did that, you, you, yeah. you would have chaos. Well, that's why I, and, I, I save our sharing our podcast to podcast groups. That's what I, put, I shared in notes. Yeah, and the only caveat with that to be if, if that's what it's for, if it's a message board or if it's if it's a podcast group that talks about techniques, what kind of microphone do you use, then your your podcast doesn't belong there. Right. Okay. If people want to listen to your stuff, they'll subscribe to you or they'll, <laughs> they'll follow you on Twitter or whatever. You know. You know. Uh, the, the whole idea of a message, and I I get these notifications probably a dozen of them every day. So and so posted in this. So and so posted in that. And I go there. <laughs> And it's their crap. You know, all that motivational sayings and all that BS. And you know how I love that shit. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, uh, that, that's one of my pet peeves. The other pet peeve I have is people don't know how to stand in line. You know, I was at the bank the other day. And uh, uh, this millennial woman was standing in front of me. And there was like three people ahead of her. Okay. And my back is almost to the door, to the, to the entrance. All right. And the first person goes, the two people move up, and she stays in place. Okay, I hate and, that so much. And then, and then the second person goes, that last person moves up, she stays in place. And then in the meantime, people are coming in, and they're bunching up behind me. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say, excuse me, uh, do you mind taking a couple steps forward, please? Um, <laughs> I just yeah. absolutely hate that. Yeah, okay, Stan. Um, I don't like Oh, I tell I mean, people to move now. I tell people to move. I, I, I'm I, like, I came, hey, move up. I came to that point where I was almost going to have to because mm. the people behind me were giving me looks like, what's this lady doing? You know? Uh, and and the, the the guy who was last in line was literally his back was against the door. This is a, a small branch office, you know. So anyway, I all I can tell you, folks, is just be aware of your surroundings. You know, be a little. And people do the same thing in drive-throughs. Oh my God, that makes me nuts. What always happens to me is the person in front of me that comes to the point where you why off, you know, because there's there's two lanes to order, and the person that's in front of me waits for these two lanes to almost completely empty out before they choose one and go. I just absolutely hate that. And a couple of times, people behind me have gone around me and <laughs> taken my place in line. So I don't know. I, that's just maybe it's just me, but I just it seems like almost everywhere I go, I get into one of these situations. So I can yeah. add to that, Billy. Okay, go right ahead. People who, you've been in line for like five minutes or so, okay? And there's a big old menu. And um, they ha- and they haven't decided what they want to eat by the time they get up to the uh, front oh, of the line. Yeah. They've been sitting or, there. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you, the menu has been right in front of you this whole time. Yes. You can put yes. the phone down. So now i got to wait another you know, 30 to 45 seconds for you to finally figure out what you want. And yeah. uh, also people in grocery stores who have been standing in line you know, behind five other people the whole time. And um, don't bother to get any of their stuff out, like their credit card or their ID oh, or any yeah. of that stuff, oh, yeah. until they get oh, to the front. Yeah, yeah. It drives yeah. me fucking it used nuts. To be, it used to be, nobody does it anymore, but it used to be when you went to the grocery store, some asshole in front of you get a damn checkout and not have yep. nothing written out. I mean, if you know you're going to that fucking store, write down a damn store and the damn shit for the information on your check, and then that way all you got to do is just put the damn amount in. <laughs> and you can tear that little bitch yeah. off and hit it right to them. That's all yeah, you gotta yeah. do. And, and this, I've, I've been I, in line with people that are balancing their fucking checkbook. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you, man. I oh, mean, I believe it. I know. They'll, they'll write the check out, give it to the cashier. And while they're sitting there waiting and the cashier's putting the check in the damn thing, they're sitting there fucking going to the next line of their thing and doing the subtraction and shit. Uh, I know. While I'm waiting uh, on their ass, I'm like, you want to fucking move, motherfucker? Yeah. Jesus. And, and you know, th- this is the other thing, too. It, you know, drive-thrus, regardless of whether it's a bank or whether it's, uh, you know, a fast food, they're for quick, easy things. You know, like uh, you pull up uh, number two cheeseburger, please. Yeah, thank you. For- if you're going to order a smorgasbord of stuff and you have special things, no ketchup, no this, no that, go inside. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, start a religion. I will follow it. <laughs> 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 On your first one, by the way, um, I was playing D&D with some of uh, Lady Q's friends uh, last semester, and um, they, we had a group chat to like kind of you know say, hey, bring this or bring that. We had this one girl in the chat who would um, just post the stupid SJW bullshit all the time that no one cared yeah. about, or she would go on, uh, on Instagram or Tumblr or wherever and get into our fights with people over stupid bullshit no one cared about, screenshot it, and then send, really? like, 20 screenshots into the group oh, chat. Man. And, oh, man. Oh, dude, that God. was even that was even worse. That's a lame-ass um, life to have. It. Oh, yeah. It was even worse than um, having, like, uh, the, like a Facebook thing, because you can just click the notification button and click it off, and then it disappears. With this, my phone would go off all day. Oh, like, that's while, crazy. While I'm trying to sleep, and I had to keep the ringer on in case, like, you know, it was my mom with an emergency or something. So, ding, 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 ding. I remember one day she sent so much crap to the group that my phone battery died in less than two and a half hours, Damn. and I barely touched it. Yeah. Damn. I hate that I want shit. To, I hate that shit, and I hate I want, chain letters. Yeah, chain here. chain letters. Oh, those are always a lot of fun. Oh, if you send this to five to one hundred people, you'll be getting three thousand dollars this weekend. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, stupid yeah, ass. The, the newest stupid ones are like it's a chihuahua that's sitting in a pile of hundred dollar bills, and it's like, oh, you've been visited by the money chihuahua. Share this to seven people, and you'll get like thirty seven hundred dollars. <laughs> And I swear to God, it's like one of the most retarded things I've ever seen in my life. It's like, and people share it. I look up the metrics, and it's been shared like eight million times. Yeah, like you have a better well, chance of getting that money if you actually go and buy a lottery ticket, which is stupid too. But <laughs> good God, man! Yeah, I hate Facebook. I really do. 
One of my uh, favorite uh, little memes that I run across every once in a while is they have a picture of Jesus, and he's sitting in front of a computer. And the caption is, okay, I want to help the little orphan kids, but I need three more likes. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or even better, even better, it's like a picture of some sick kid. And it's like, yeah, share this picture like 5,000 times so little Billy will get a, a kidney transplant or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, yeah. likes on Facebook are not going to get your kid a fucking yeah, kidney transplant. No. Yeah, stupid ass people believe that shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stupid it, it's crazy. I mean, that, you got to know uh, that shit ain't real. No. Oh, we, some people believe oh, it wholeheartedly. Oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah. Ch- chain letters, that, that's a superstition that goes back a long oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember uh, getting um, them in the mail as a kid, like actual about, snail I, mail. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I, I remember my aunt getting them in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, they were very common uh, years ago. And, uh, of course, now they're, they're digital now. So, um, you know, interesting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go right ahead. I, don't, I, I didn't want to walk. I, I, oh, no, you're good. All, all I was going to say is when they come to me, I break the chain. I'm done with them. I don't ever send that shit. Oh, on. yeah. It's over when it hits me, man. Yeah. But you're going to get seven it. years of bad luck, Shane. I already have seven years of bad I've luck. I've got seven. Plus Dude, I've got that, probably got about a thousand more. years. Dude, my grandchildren <laughs> will have bad luck with all the yeah, things that I've been doing. Exactly. What the I mean, fuck? that shit's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a number of uh, pretty, I don't want to say bizarre, but odd um, things happen in the news here. Um, and uh, one of them, have, have you followed this story about, I hope I'm saying her name correctly, Centoya Brown. Now, she was a uh, Tennessee woman who was convicted as a teen of killing a man while she was a sex trafficking victim. Right. And uh, I will say this, the the for a 16 year old and especially one in this situation, the, the, the sentence did seem extremely harsh. She got life in prison. OK, oh, now we have guys running around. We have we have guys running around Akron and Cleveland, shoot people in robberies and get like eight years. Yeah. So I, I, I have no idea what uh, what this was about. We However, here in Ravenna sell heroin, like bunk heroin with uh, fentanyl in it that killed like two other junkies. And he only got like a year and a half and like. Probation and community service. It's crazy, but 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 anyway, I have a feeling. uh, I I don't have the resources to find this out, but I have a feeling if you talk to the prosecutor on this, he probably did not buy that story. Okay, but that's probably that. That's another discussion for another time. Um, uh, Who knows? We don't know. We'll we'll let's just say that she was definitely in, in unfortunate circumstances. I'm sure of that. Um, but she was granted clemency by Bill Haslam. Okay. Uh, his, uh, uh, thing was that she changed her life around while she's been in prison and she's a different person. She has a college degree. She has 15 years into this sentence and that's going to be a a, a 10 years parole. That's going to change now. She only has to go forward now, uh, 10 years. She gets released, I believe, in August, and then she has to serve 10 years in parole, and then she's done. And here again, she had a life sentence. Um, But anyway, uh, I wanted to get you guys' input on this, but I also wanted to throw this in. Here again, I don't know the circumstances of this thing. Okay, this might – I have a feeling this was probably a good thing because at the very least, the the sentence seemed very harsh. Did she actually – did did she shoot? The guy yeah, I believe so. that kidnapped I believe her. So. Was she kidnapped, uh, kidnapped. The, or whatever he did, drug trafficking? No, this was a customer. From what I understand, the story was that this was a John. I believe what happened was it was a John who was uh, like kind of halfway through raping her, and she got a hold of a, a gun or something like that, shot him in self-defense. And uh, okay. as far as I know, the jury and the prosecutor didn't buy that. And also because, of, of course, she was doing something illegal in the first place that didn't help right. Um, that's about all I know about it, though. Yeah, see, I have a, if she was, if it's true that she was forced into into sex trafficking, one of the things that I don't like about prostitution being being uh, illegal is that a lot of these women have no other choice or they're forced into it, and they're the ones that get arrested. It doesn't right. seem really, you know, um, so I, you know, we, legalization of that's a whole other subject for another time. But the point is, is when you legalize it, you control it, you can monitor it, you, you can regulate it and so on. And, and actually, you know, some people would argue this, but the point for a lot of proponents of this is that it actually protects people from being trafficked. Um, but anyway, um, that being the case here again, I don't know the particulars in this particular case, but but I will say this. 
there seems to be a trend to where um, you know, these these stories of innocence now. You have these DNA exonerations and all these other things, and I'm sure some of them are very valid. Okay, but when I've gotten suckered into these before, where you know this guy was, uh, you know, the evidence really wasn't you know, exclusive to him. There are other people that had the same evidence and he's the one that got, that got convicted. And you say, Oh yeah, this guy probably got a raw deal. But then, then you, you dig into it more. And what you find out is, is well, he was framed by the guy who was selling drugs for. So that, <laughs> that doesn't to me be innocent. Okay. Um, and there was another one where a guy got convicted, uh, of, um, uh, murder and uh they, they came to find out that somebody else that he was involved with actually did the murder but the reason he was implicated to begin with was because he had the possessions of the murdered person so he was either there when the murder was committed or he got them from his friend and right. here again that's not innocent and the, the only cautionary tale i would have about this and this is true even of, of some of the dna cases uh, you know when you listen to the media on this they sound like you know, this person was like the fugitive. He's like Harrison Ford. He He's totally innocent. He's a sweet, wonderful guy. And he somehow ends up on death row. And that's that's usually not the way it happens. Usually the way it happens is the reason that they're they're They were a suspect to begin with is because they they are where trouble is all the time. OK, they, they they're they're constantly involved in criminal activity. And, yeah, OK, the meat grinder pulled them in on this one. Maybe they didn't deserve it, but they're in those circles to begin with. And, yes, I'm absolutely certain that there are people who never committed a crime in their life who were falsely accused of stuff. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that that happens. And it's a travesty of justice when it has. But our, our, our legal system is set up to protect the accused as much as possible, way more so than other countries. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot more. What so. I don't like it. Uh, the media is is runs with these stories without giving the full context of what happens. It makes it sound like people were just snatched out of their living room and thrown on death row, and that's not what happens. Okay, these these cases are a lot more complicated than that. And Jack, I know you follow this stuff a lot more than than Shane and I do. You're you're very much on top of news stories and things like that. What's your opinion about that? Uh, about the case of the woman who shot the John, or about yeah, not necessarily jumping. that case. That that, that seems that, that case seems to me like it's credible if all the information that's that's available is is being shown. My, my point is is that there's a lot of these cases where when when there's evidence that doesn't add up, the media paints these people as saints who happen to be falsely accused, and they don't say that this person has. You know, they were running in in dark places to begin with. They they were they have a propensity to be where trouble is. Okay, and that's my only point is it creates this impression among the public that that some the police could just come to your door and pull you out of your living room and accuse you of something, and it's not the way that these things happen. Okay, and I think it 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 creates a climate of fear among the general public. Okay, uh, sorry, I was unclear on yeah. what you were asking me about. Yeah. Um, I think the most recent case where media sensationalism uh, was disgusting, will be the word I'll use for it, was when that cop in Dallas walked into that black guy's apartment yes. and shot him to death in his own place. And the media immediately tried to make it look like you know she was the hero and also had to claim that he had some weed in his apartment as if almost like kind of a way to like paint him yeah. as some kind of criminal criminalize him sure yeah okay yeah. when it turned out the weed, dude was that's worth killing a man well no what happened was she claimed that she walked into the wrong apartment um there's a lot of fishiness about the story and she oh, was the whole thing charged is with weird. murder the whole oh, thing is okay. weird okay and I, we've talked about it before so i'm not yeah. going to get into it yeah but, i've heard i remember uh, it now but that's the latest case where the media just kind of looked like they were trying to say, oh, well, the guy had weed, though. He was a criminal. And um, it, it turned out he was actually an extremely upstanding guy, was big in his church, was like, I guess, a youth pastor, um, was very well known and was actually uh, royalty from uh, St. Helena, I believe. Yeah. Or, or yeah. in like oh, one yeah. of the more noble yeah, families. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not remembering this off or completely 100 percent. But right. um, yeah, and it is gross because, you know, then. What the the guy deserved to get shot in his own apartment then because he smokes pot? Yeah, uh, that, I mean, that whole story was just weird. But go go ahead, Shane. Oh, uh, go ahead, Shane. My opinion on the whole. Uh, I'll just take it back to the original with a girl, the teen. Yeah, on that story, if there was somehow you could indeed prove 
that she was if she could prove that she was forced would she you know if they could somehow prove that her shooting that man i don't think she should get shit that's just my opinion no absolutely i would totally agree if she was a victim of trafficking yeah <laughs> if she if she was a victim of trafficking and one of the johns was beating beating her or raping her and she managed to get a hold of a gun and his gun or whoever's gun yeah. or i don't know where the gun came from uh yeah i don't have a problem with that at all but if i don't see why she's not getting released right now but it doesn't make sense to me yeah that's that that part i don't understand why you gotta wait to fucking august i'm sure there's red tape involved in this i mean um i I don't know what all is involved in terms of the legalities of this but uh there's probably some kind of bs that they have to go through Uh, so I, I don't I, I don't know, but I mean, obviously, the, to me, at best, the, the, it seems like the, the sentence for what happened was very harsh. Oh, if, if, I, if, if they couldn't prove as well that the guy didn't force himself on her, she should get bad slaughter at, at worst. Well, yeah, yeah that and, um, they can't really prove premeditation in a crime of passion. Exactly. Yeah. That's another thing that bugs me about this. Like she got life sentence for what was the charge? Do you know? No, I don't remember. It must have been. It must have been murder. I mean, it must have been first murder. Yeah, it has yeah. to be murder. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think like uh, defending yourself against an attacker should warrant a life sentence, or even yeah. in a lot of cases any sentence at all. I mean, you get someone attacking yeah. you. What are you supposed to do? Stand there and let them you know beat the hell out of you? Exactly. And, I, th- the devil is in the details, though. I mean, let's just say for the sake of example that she was a prostitute who was robbing a John and shot him. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you don't know. And we don't know the details of the case. It'd be interesting to actually interview the people who investigated this case and really get to the bottom of what they think happened. Um, but, yeah, I, nonetheless, a 16-year-old uh, who is being trafficked, I'm sure she had a very troubled life. I don't know for sure exactly what happened, but it seems to me to be in that situation. Um, she had the odds against her, and to get a sentence like that, um, that seems very severe. Like I said, there's, there's, there's people who deliberately shoot people in robberies all the time that don't get that. Yeah, that's, so, that seems kind of fishy. Uh, she yeah. was She wasn't white, was she? Uh, I don't believe so. I hate to bring that card up, but um, it kind of sounds like she wasn't white. So yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, point well taken. Point well taken. Um, this other case here. Now, this just happened. I don't know if, if you followed this. This was a case of a seven-year-old girl, and this is horrible. Her name was Jasmine Barnes, and I guess she. The pictures of her just seemed like she was an adorable. Uh, young ladies, and this happened in Houston. Uh, several days ago, I'm not sure if it was late last week or when it happened, uh, a guy pulled up to their car and fired into the car. He hit the mother. He The, the mother got hit in the arm, and a, one, of the, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the bullets hit her and killed her, seven years old. Oh. Now, uh, initially, Shit. Uh, initially, now, now I'm I'm going to be very careful to preface this because the facts in this case are changing moment by moment. Okay, this yeah, is like one the Houston of, case. Yeah, this is one of those cases where it, it just keeps getting more and more odd. And even the reporter, there was a a, a media type, uh, I, I guess, uh, one of those guys who's uh, like an investigative dude. He's the one that broke this case. He's on social media. And he, even he last his one of his last tweets in regard to this was don't trust my timeline yet because I've been studying this for sixty hours, and the the stories are still changing. Wow. But here's here's what the initial report was: the they were people of color, and the initial report was that the guy who shot her was white. So immediately this got painted as a hate crime and it went national. Okay, oh, that this that that this uh, you know was a, a hate crime automatic. And they're, they're automatic. Now, yeah. what ended up happening? What ended up happening is here again, and this this is very fluid. This is very fluid. This is changing moment by moment. What the latest deal is is that that white guy that more than one person saw that told the police right afterwards. This guy was hightailing it. Okay. The police now believe that that guy was a bystander who was fleeing gunfire. He presumed there was gangs going at it or something. He just got got the hell out of there. 
Okay. Okay. So he was fleeing the the scene, and they they I believe they have two people in custody now. Okay, and these guys are also people of color. And what they're saying now is, is that this was a case of mistaken identity. These two guys were targeting a rival gang that they had uh, some sort of a confrontation with at some sort of a nightclub. This car was exactly like that other car. And they pulled up on, on, this, on this car and fired into it mistakenly. Right. Okay. So now it, it's obviously the... I'm not sure if it was the uh, the chief of police in the area who it was had a had a pre- press conference. This obviously was not a case of racial motivation. Okay, this was a case of you know a violent street situation and mistaken identity. And uh, so what w- that's kind of where it's at right now. But but it could change. There's a lot of talk about this if you follow this on on uh, social media. There's a lot of people speculating that maybe she knew the guys. Uh, why did she say the shooter was white? Uh, and the the uh, I, I can understand that the composite drawing that they had of the supposed white guy, the black guy that they arrested was very similar, very similar look. I mean, and especially with a hoodie on, you, you know, you can't always tell. And um, and that's another point, too. You know, a lot of times when uh, in, in a case where mistaken identity. A mistaken identity is is something that's very common. That's why uh, eyewitness accounts have to be handled, you know, very very delicately. You have to make sure that that person is in the right situation at the right time to to get an accurate description of what happened. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, a lot of times people are sensitive when you say that one person looks like another because you get accused of making general statements about a certain ethnic group or whatever. And and the fact of the matter is, when it comes right down to it, as human beings, we all pretty much look alike. Okay, I mean, if if you take a picture of 400 people, they're all pretty much going to be about the same size. You know, unless you're seven feet tall, like a professional basketball player, unless you weigh 400 pounds, there's not too much that sets you apart from somebody else. And um, uh, I can understand how that would happen. I would give her some slack on that, especially if she was under fire and she's got bullets coming through her window. I mean, you know, uh that's just something that I, I, I can understand. And especially since eyewitnesses apparently, for whatever reason, made the same mistake, I, I, I don't believe that she was trying to create a situation. Um, but there's anyway, there's a lot of speculation about this, um, about whether or not uh, she tried to deflect attention from the shooter because she knew him. And a lot of speculation there. I, I have no reason to believe that. But this is turning into one of those crazy stories that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I didn't know if you guys have you, either one of you two heard about this story. I hadn't heard. I've of heard it. about it passing. You heard it in passing. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard much though. Yeah. Well, the bottom line here is this: a very beautiful and wonderful seven-year-old girl uh, was killed. Right. And I want I want whoever did it. I want them to. They, they're the ones that should get a life sentence. Yeah. Okay. And, and you watch, they won't. There'll be some reason yeah. why they. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some reason why they, why they get some uh, goofball sentence. And uh, yeah, and uh, um, the, uh, the this situation is such that anybody who was involved in tainting the information about this, or who was involved in making this situation become something that it isn't, that in in essence could have allowed the real killer to go free, that person should get strung up by his Buster Browns as well. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, uh, just, uh, I don't know, it, it seems like in, in Cleveland we've had a, a couple of horrible situations involving children over the last year in 2018. I don't know if it was just me or what, but I mean, it's it's like beyond kidnapping or abuse. I mean, they're, they're murdered in some horrific fashion. Have you, there's been about three or four of them. I don't know if you guys right. have followed that, but um, I don't yeah, understand I've, yeah, what's happening. I've, I've noticed a few, yeah, yeah. It's, uh yeah. My idea is when you was talking about hate crimes and uh, and whatnot, to me, anytime somebody is killed in cold-blooded murder, it's a hate crime. It don't make a fuck what color they are. Yeah. I yeah, I, 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 I understand I, I, the spirit I, I, that I, it's presented I, in. I just hate it that every time, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but statistics show that 
African Americans are killed more by African Americans. Yeah, whites are also killed more often by whites. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's, oh, I that's agree. true of any race. I agree sure. with that. I agree with that. But what, yeah, well, what he, but what I'm saying is is every time that somebody just you know, a white person does kill a black person, it's automatically it's like already blown out of proportion that it was the race card. It might not have been the reason. It might not have been hate. It might just, you know, in that sense, it might not have been, you know, it might have been for whatever fucking reason. Just a crazy ass. Yeah. But. Well, I, I kind of, um, uh, I, I, I know where you're going with that. And you're absolutely right. Statistically, the, 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 statistics, blah, blah, the statistics on this are overwhelming. If you're going to get murdered, chances are it's going to be by somebody that's your own race. And it's probably going to be somebody that you know. And it might even be your own family member, right. to be honest. It, very seldom, and here's, here again, this is where the media really sensationalizes this, this kind of stuff. Very seldom does anybody, any color, just run out and pick somebody out and kill them. It happens that uh, a couple of years ago, that notorious Facebook killing up in Cleveland, that's, that's an exception. But the, the odds of that really happening are very slim. Uh, so, and, and when they, when it does happen here again, it, it's like the media just loves it. They love all the dynamics of it. They love all the chatter that it creates on social media. It loves all the clicks that their websites get. It, it, they love all the ratings that it brings in. But what it does is it instills a, an atmosphere of fear that really is not warranted overall. Naturally, anything can happen. I wouldn't put you know, I wouldn't put us as human beings past anything in terms of what you want, what they're willing to run out and do. But the idea that this is happening just all the time and we have to be in a climate of fear is is just way overblown. Right. That's actually uh, part of the reason that I dropped out of journalism school is because yeah. I was seeing it happen more and more. And it just it made me sick to watch it. You know, I mean, like, look at the case of, you know, a child gets kidnapped or, or whatever. Then they run it as if, like, you know, every person over the X age is out to get your child and. And when really, um, I, I believe it's like an overwhelming majority, like 98% of all kidnappings and like child murders are from someone in the immediate family or someone the child knows. Yeah. It's not like the strangers going up and down the road, you know, hey, kid, you want some candy? Want to come to my rape dungeon? I mean, it's uh, that never, almost never happens. Yeah. yeah. But the media runs it acting like, it, you know, it happens every day. And then you get these parents who won't let their kids, like, go outside or, you know, socialize with each other because, you know, they've been scared shitless by the news media. And yeah. it's just, I don't know, I, I find it to be a lot more harmful for society than good. Like, yeah. when I'm out in the wild, man, I do not interact with other people's kids that I don't know. If I see a kid, like, oh, sitting no. on the sidewalk hurt or whatever, Hell no. I walk yeah, right I away. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> 10, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have, I would help the kid. I'd see, you know, what's going on. Like there was, in fact, a, a kid got, went missing at my grocery store and, um, I saw him and just kept walking. I was like, I'm not dealing with that. Let God. someone else find him. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would let a child walk off a cliff, but in, in, uh, in spirit, I know what you're talking about. Uh, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble by, by trying to be a good Samaritan in these situations. You know, you yep. end up getting, you end up being a suspect, um, you involve yourself in sometimes what are personal disputes from with ex husbands and ex wives and whatever else, uh, and uh, it's just not uh, unless you're a police officer. I and and this is something that's true across the board. Most police officers will tell you, don't become a volunteer law enforcement person. Get you know get the information that you can, the description, the license plate number, whatever, and get the real police involved who are trained to deal with those situations. Yeah, and then give them all that information so they can ignore it completely. Yeah, That's happened to me a few times. Yeah, that had some. unfortunately, that does happen. I remember that, my bike got stolen. Um, I, I pretty much knew who did it and, like, knew where they lived and everything, and they were just like, oh, okay, that's nice. We're not getting your bike back. Like, flat out told me that. So yeah. I don't call the police for anything anymore. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I that that term hate crime. Uh, I, I first of all, I I certainly understand where it comes from, and I believe we do have a need for it uh, because uh, there are people in this world who are targeted for whatever reason, whether it be transgender or whatever, and uh, they live in a world that the rest of us don't. They live in a world where they do feel feel uh, fear. And uh, I, I have a lot of empathy for that, whether it's race, ethnicity or what have you. I, I, I do have a lot of empathy for that. Um, 
but by the same token, you know, there comes a point where, you know, if somebody hits you on the head with a brick, okay, it's a hate crime that's terrible, but if they hit you on the head with a brick because they want to take your wallet, it's not like I'm going to say, oh, well, I understand. It was nothing personal. <laughs> you know? Right, right. hit on the head with a brick. So, um, hey, all I, the wallets are brown, you know? I'm not, <laughs> say, I'm, I'm, not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's not a crime. <laughs> I'm just saying the guy didn't hit you in the brick in the head with a brick because you're white. He hit you in the head with a brick because he wanted your fucking buddy. Right. So right. There, that's what I mean. I, I don't think it should be automatically assumed that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And to prove it on a milder scale, when Obama was president, there was a lot of times, and anybody can die and die if they want to, but there was a lot of times that if, and I know because it happened to me personally on a few occasions. That if I if I, my opinion wasn't of a, of his nature, or if I told somebody I wouldn't have voted or didn't vote for Obama, and it's only because of his political views or however I felt, I was automatically termed that it was because of the race card. I didn't want to vote for yeah. him because he was black, and that was bullshit. Because like yeah. I said before, I always liked uh, what's his name that was running back, but he ended up getting out because of his Godfather pizza bullshit. Oh. Uh, yeah, you talking? Was it Herman Cain? Is yeah, Herman, Herman Cain. Cain. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I used to listen. That to guy was such too. a fucking scumbag. I, to, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really think he was. I mean, well, he ended up being bad as far as from a business standpoint. He stepped down. He's still on in Atlanta though. But he was, he was. That's where I listened to him. And he's on, he was on the radio. And I, I didn't agree with everything he said by a long shot. But there was some things I did, you know, kind of say. Well, well, you know, there's a tendency for both sides, whether it's Republican or Democrat, to find a way to villainize um, a certain person. And and with the Democrats, it's 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 usually going to be some sort of a thing where uh, you're a hater if you don't like this person. That's usually the Democrats. And the Republicans, their their thing is always: if you don't like this person, then you're not an American. You're not. You don't <laughs> yeah. appreciate a real. Yeah. That that's the talking points. And I'll tell you, they work. They absolutely work. And that's why both both of the sides, both parties, do those things repeatedly because they work. And it, it's just like when uh, Mitt Romney ran against President Obama. Now, President Obama even said this uh, towards the end of his last term. Uh, they both were pretty much respectable people. Okay, they, they, they both lived in the real world. Now, you might not like all their policies or whatever, but Mitt Romney, for example, was very much from the same ilk that Obama was in terms of wanting to do something about health care and so on. Now, he had different ideas, but they were both pretty much the, from the same ilk. And they wouldn't work. And uh, 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 Mitt Romney got painted as this out of touch, rich white dude. He just wanted to, you know, uh, you know, let the rich do what they want and whatever. And he really was not that. And he was painted as the boogeyman. And he really was not that. I, objectively speaking, even President Obama said this. If he was a capable person, the world wouldn't have ended or got turned upside down if Mitt Romney would have got elected. And I don't know why we can't recognize that in the moment. Why can't we just recognize the fact that, you know, President Obama – him, he might have had policies, whatever he didn't like, but we don't need to paint him as this left-wing socialist, which he was not. Okay, well, and and then you have the Mitt Romney, who's okay, he's the more conservative, whatever, but he he wasn't going to turn the world upside down. Now we have a situation that really is like it or not, yeah. you, whether you're pro-Trump or not, you do have a situation where everything's upside down. Yeah, bad way too, boy. Well, it's because everybody lives in their own little bubble anymore. Oh, absolutely, it's terrible. Yeah. They can't look. In other people's viewpoints, I mean, you know, I hate Donald Trump, can't stand him, but there are a couple things that I agree with him on, you know. Yeah, well, the crime bill, that infrastructure, and all that. The crime bill that he just signed—you got to admit—that was pretty good. Yeah. I, I actually missed yeah. that. What was that about? Uh, I don't have the details, but that was uh, where you, where you examine people's, especially with drug convictions and things like that. You you examine them differently. Oh, okay, I'll look into yeah. that. I I missed that. Okay. Yeah, I will, by all means, look it up yourself. Don't trust what I say, but that's in the ballpark of what it was. That's the thing, too. And, and, and that's the so... thing, too. It got passed over because everybody's focused on this wall thing. Yeah. Okay, and that's a whole other subject we're not going to have time to get into. But, uh, you know, he's apparently he's going to be talking to the nation tomorrow night. And um, Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be... I, 
and, 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 and what I really don't like, okay, here again, and, and for those of you who may be new to the program, Shane and I, we, we really don't come from, a, from an angle that is ideological politically. Okay. Yeah. Um, this this is objectively speaking. If if you're really that concerned about national security, I just find it very ironic that the government shutdown now involves Coast Guard and the TSA people at the airports who now are not getting paid. Yeah, and a lot of them aren't showing up for work either. And they're not showing up for work. Okay, and the people screening the, the airplanes are a lot more important. Then what's happening in the middle of the desert where, you know, and here again, I'm not saying that that border security isn't important, but I just find it very ironic that you're staking things that on an everyday basis involving tens of thousands of people at the airports are are suffering because of this this thing. That's just really strange, really, really strange. Um, Before we go, Sugar Shane, you got some things that you want to uh, bring up. Uh, first thing I want to mention, uh, for those of you that didn't He's becoming know, a woman. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... He's transitioning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very soon. <laughs> His name's going to be Shanna. Yeah, we want to be clear, not that there would be anything wrong with that. No. His uh-uh. name's going to be Shanna. Yeah. Uh, Shanna, yeah, yeah. Shanna. Sugar, so don't dad name sugar, him. Sugar, sugar Shanna. <laughs> sugar, sugar. Uh, You're so sweet, Sugar Shanna. <laughs> She's going to start an R&B Somebody's career. I've taken over a cold. I've been, it's, I bet, that's why I found, sat a little nasally. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to make mention of this new pod, uh, podcast search engine you can go to called listennotes.com. I've told everybody that podcasts are going to take off eventually, and they're starting to now. They actually have their own search engine. You go to on the website, you put in a topic, Put in a podcast title, put whatever you want in in the search engine, and it'll. If you put in a topic, it'll bring up every podcast that has that topic in it. So that's why we have to make sure that we hashtag these things good, because you never know who might be listening. So that's new. That's come out. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was I wanted to do the same thing that Billy did at the beginning of the show. I want to thank you for uh, working with me, staying with me, oh, right. doing the show. Uh, I'll get to you tomorrow, Jack. So we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Because he's doing, he's doing it in these labor's terms. We're back tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Right, expect right. at least a 10-minute back massage from you. Oh, yeah. With this <laughs> under the shirt. We'll get Eagle Scout to do it with his buttery hands. Eagle Scout <laughs> is not allowed to touch me. <laughs> he got his buttery hands. He'll do it. That's buttery gross. He'll be hands. all greasy. Oh, my. But I just wanted to thank you for doing it with me, and I uh, appreciate you oh, working sure. with me. God, I got to get this out before I lose my voice. Then, we're starting uh, to cry. Uh, Christina's fixing to do a podcast with me. Oh, great. We're doing a new one. I have absolutely nothing to do with it except to show up and talk. She's producing the entire show. Topics. Really? The pictures, the music, the whole nine yards is going to be her deal. Oh, great. She great. told me she wanted to do it because I already do enough already. I said, well, I appreciate okay. it because I do have a lot to do already. I couldn't really want to take on a whole other damn show. So, yeah. So well, I I got to tell you, my wife was really disappointed about the New Year's Eve thing, and so was I. So uh, oh, I told I her at some, it, at some point I'm going to bring her on. Yeah, uh, when she to. gets back and gets settled. Yeah. Yeah, we need to because I hated it, man. I was really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going. I was going to drill her ass for all the information I could get about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, she could tell you some whoppers. Let me tell you. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your reactions to my article I brought in. Yeah, th- those were good. I got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> Just bread to get some juicy ones ready because I want to have some good ones when you get over here. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, it's gonna it, be, it's, but the podcast is going to be called "My Kids, My Kid Will Never," and what it's about is about how parents, you know, how these people that never have any kids, they always say, "When I have kids, they'll never do this and they'll never do that." So she's wanting to do a show that's based on, well, hey, you never know what your kids might do. You know, or well, you know what the case may be. So yeah. she's coming at it from that perspective. I think it could end up being a successful show. Well, as long yeah, as it cool. doesn't turn into that stupid uh, opinion that people have, well, you don't have kids, so you don't have any input ever. Oh, well, know. you know, I have nieces and nephews and a little honorary oh, nephew. Tell me about and it. So I, I know a little bit about kids, all right? Stop being a, a bitch. I don't have a problem with that, far as but I will say that unless you're with a kid 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there is a difference. Because I know from personal experience. 
12, uh, six years ago, I, th- I I was the same way. I used to tell everybody, my kids ain't going to do this. My kids ain't going to do that. Guess what? My right, kids right, are right. Up punching people in the dick. <laughs> Case in point, baby. Hey, he stopped doing it after I threatened him. Yeah, yeah. I, so therefore, I know something about kids. You just have to scare the crap out of them I and did, tell I, them that you will murder them. I had a talk with him about it, too. I said, you got to stop this shit, man. I said, I'm sick and tired of my friends coming over and you attacking the hell out of me. He just wants to wrestle everybody, man. I don't know what the hell's wrong right. with Right. Oh, great. But, uh, well, well, there's a little bit of a difference between a... Uh, uh, wrestling and a dick punch. Yeah, yeah, a dick yeah. punch is pretty extreme. Yeah, yeah, they don't um, allow that in wrestling. No, they don't. Not in the uh, unless it's a street fight, one of those cage matches here. Um, but anyway, uh, just to let everybody know, tomorrow night is Sugar Shane's deal within these layman's terms, and of course, uh, Jack Casey, who's with us tonight, he's on that program, and you have Eagle Scout and Tony the Tiger on that one. That's at eight o'clock, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow night, and that's in these layman's terms, which is also on Spreaker. And then Thursday night, Sugar Shane and I will be back at. I don't know about Jack. Are you planning on joining us on Thursday? As of right now, yeah. Um, but I might be out in Cuyahoga Falls at my buddy's place. I don't know. I'll, I'll let Shane know. But for okay. right now, I'm saying yes. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, uh, Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, uh, that returns Thursday night. Uh, Shane is taking the helm on that one. And uh, i got to say, at least you sounded lively tonight. Usually on Monday night, which is, you know, the kind of the night I, I do. I When I ask Shane when we first start, I say, how you doing, Shane? He's like, oh, all right. You know? and, then, and then on Thursday night, he's like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, <about laughs> yeah, he goes from Drew. <laughs> goes from droopy dog to like speedy gonzalez within three days yeah i got the monday so anyway, blues you got the monday blues yeah. all right 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 so well anyway i want to thank all the listeners and all the people that yeah and here again shane you're gonna to have to show these statistics because i took a uh uh you know i i got into them here uh uh last week and i was amazed at the yeah. thousands of listens and the thousands of downloads it's really been uh something yeah it's good it's getting up there man i'm really impressed with it so, uh, great, great, great. So, all right. Do you guys have any closing uh, comments to the audience? Uh, Not really. Just uh, thanks for listening and thanks for tolerating me. Yeah, be uh, safe. Yeah, you're great, great to have. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, with that being said, we'll be back Thursday night, 11 o'clock. Y'all have a good one. All right. Have a good night. See ya. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowner's insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you have a cute little reading nook for those rainy days when you want to curl up with a good book, but you don't even read, so you just sit in there during thunderstorms and scroll through memes on your phone and laugh in the darkness. (laughs) The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the dark, meme-filled corner you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. Introducing my new $4.99 spicy chicken strips combo. 100% all-white meat strips with crunchy batter and the perfect kick of spice. The chicken is bigger, tastier, and only $4.99 with fries and a drink. Go get it. Plus tax. Limited time only. Price and participation varies. Three-piece combo with small drink and fries.